welcome to episode two of Mike's Perspective. I'm your co-host. I'm well. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mike. And I'm Shay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Shay? I feel like I need to do it over with that one. But huh? you know, that's cool. That's cool. I, I wanted to try something new when I did that one. So right, right. I, I guess that didn't work. So I should just go back. Welcome to Mike's Perspective. I'm your I'm your host, Mike. And of course, check it out with my my co-host Shay. Hey. <laughs> I kick it out, you know, I do that. All right, so this is episode two, and the name of this episode is called Student Debt. So let's welcome our um guests for this episode. Um, one of a close friend of mine that we used to work with in the hospital. Um, JV. What's good, JV? Nothing much. Living life. Trying to survive the cold up here? Oh yeah, of course, of course, of course. But you know, not not just surviving the cold, we still surviving COVID. But That's um, true. at least I at least I've been I, I've been vaccinated, so I've been I'm happy about that. Well, we're yep. we um, and I, mutate Mike in about three months. So. Okay, sure. You are still the one who still she still refuses to get um vaccinated but whatever okay it's gonna come her time and then by the time it's it's just ready they're like oh we don't have any more so you may need need a third injection so i mean just saying well i'm sure i don't i i I doubt it because i've been good i've been good um so this is a right so let's get into um shay's um you know shay's Shay's little thing no not shay's corner the people ah. perspective. Okay, let's go. Gosh. Hi, Mike's perspective. Just wanted to say I love the podcast. Ever since Shay became the co-host of the podcast, it's been nothing but great. Not saying it wasn't great before she came. Who wrote this? Me? <laughs> you, would think, you would think you wrote that shit. Is that a real person? No, it is. I, I, I swear I got it. It is. Um, because Mike, you are definitely awesome. Oh yeah, I didn't write this. And I enjoy your input. I wanted to tell my story regarding the episode y'all did on closure. I have to say I disagree with Shay. I'm not reading this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're, we're not talking about six month relationships. We are talking about those relationships that last a year or more. Most of the time, it's been one-sided and the other person is left in the dark. I was in a relationship for three years and all of a sudden she called it quits. I didn't know why. And even though I've moved on, I still feel upset about the situation. I'm hoping one day I can finally get closure. Did he, did this person want to share his name or? Um, I don't know. We don't have to. We, we don't okay. have to. Because I, I what I'm about to say, they... what I'm about to say to that is, um, did you really move on if you still needed closure? <laughs> you know, because like for for one thing, I do believe that um, you know, I mean it it does suck like you're with somebody and you think things is good and then all of a sudden they don't want to be with you anymore, but like damn, you know, he says that he moved on, but I guess I no, you know what, well, let me take that back because sometimes you can't officially really move on until you get that closure that's needed. Okay, so we have a we have a, a new face here. What's your perspective on that? Yeah, JB, what you got? Uh, I, I'd agree with Mike. I mean, if you keep bringing it up, 
you're not past it. <laughs> I no. mean, you know, maybe it's good to get closure at the end, but you're not always going to get that closure. You got to move on and do the best for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Absolutely. But do you think sometimes um, closure is, is needed and in certain situations, like this guy, he'd been with somebody for three years and then, you know, you thinking everything's good. I guess in his case, I could understand that you, you haven't, when somebody just leaves you like that, you, you still don't understand why. I feel like you probably know the reason why you just what you, you maybe you won't admit it, it yeah. or you can't yeah. see it. But the longer you're with someone, I think the more you're going to want closure, you know, the more serious you are together, of course, you're going to want to know why. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I understand that perspective, but I don't know, I'm, I'm going to stick with the original comment. Like, you know, a good amount of time has gone by, move on, do your own thing. She's going to do her own thing. And, uh, you know, you'll find someone that's right for you and be happy. Yeah. Well, Shay, I'm glad he disagreed with you, though. <laughs> that's what that segment, that's what that's for. I, you know, my perspective on it, I feel like in three years, you should already have, there's red flags as to if this is working or it's not working. So if she calls it quits, she probably mentioned it a couple of times. He just probably didn't notice it. So... I don't know. Well, let me let me stop you there, Shay, because he said he'd been with her for three years. Well, we don't know how long they actually been separated. It, it seemed like it. I mean, I could only get from because I read the, the the email also, so I could only get that maybe it, they've been separated for a, a, a while now. But mm -hmm. um, sometimes some people just don't. It's hard for people to officially move on because it's still like. What did I do in that last relationship? So I don't want to do the same thing to make this next person do the same thing to me. So yeah. it's also a learning, a learning thing from that because I know, like I stated in that episode, you know, from my ex, she never really told me. I really had to learn. I had to see different things, learn different things. Like, okay, what did I do? What can I not do, and what I should stop doing so this I won't have the same outcome again. But it just makes me question, like, okay, so, so three years, that's just, that's we're just not me. talking about, you know? like, a year, six months, like a year, six, you know, or six months. I feel like three years, what are you going to do? Are you going to just, like, ghost somebody within three years, like, just not return their phone calls? That's a little bit harder. So if the person uh, yeah, is I would hope that like, he hey, is, I, I would hope that she did you, you mm -hmm. can't straight right. up ghost someone yeah. after three years. Like you have to at least give give I'm them saying. some so I, sort I of rationale like while you're heading out. But yeah, but I mean, I to mean, each his own. it's okay. To each his own, exactly. Yeah, to each his own. Um, so let's go into let's. Yeah, we definitely do that because Shay stay, Shay's gonna stay in her ground that she feels like it's not needed. But you know, I, <laughs> one day Shay's gonna tell her story how she flipped out and. She needed that. And I was like, Shay, so you need closure. And she's like, no, I just need to know the reason why. And she's just like, and she refused to say that it was closure that she needed. But whatever. We we are going, that's another. I, I'm gonna go back to this topic uh, down the line. You know, you always, Maybe you Shay... always put me on blast. Okay. Not everything I want on the <laughs> podcast today. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I I, I want you because you will do the same shit to me. So I'm not even but you know what, whatever. Um, let's go into something very important that's going on in this world that, um, and let's talk about student debt. Student debt is, um, world, well, is it worldwide? Yeah, it's worldwide. Student debt is big. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know, I, I think, you know, student debt really usually begin, well, it all depends on where, um, how your family uh, financial structure is. So are, if you're going to school, um, if your parents make enough money, then you um, have to pay for school. You know, there's only so much financial aid is going to give you. Okay. Um, I know for me, my parents didn't make that much. So four years of getting financial aid and getting that extra $1,500 check was like, oh, I was loving it. <laughs> but then it's still, you don't realize like, yo, wait a minute. I should be doing something a lot smarter with this money, which, wish, which I wish I knew a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we kind of talk about that down the line when we talk about our finances. But um, then when I wanted to um, continue school and now I look at myself looking at $60,000 of, 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 of student debt. So, yeah, that's maybe it's not that's chump change to some people, but that's a lot of money to me. That's $60,000 that I have to pay back with interest. So that's, uh, someone's yearly salary. <laughs> Yeah, and the, and the interest is the killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because how much is the, the the loan good for? What is it usually good for? Like thirty year, thirty year loan or something like that. I think it depends how you structure it, but no matter how yeah. you structure it, you're you're paying interest, and people don't factor that in. Um, you know, for me, student loan was an imaginary number. You know, I said I got to go to college so that I can get a job, so that I can make money. Um, and you know, it's kind of like the first time you have a credit card and it's just imaginary money until you have to start paying the bill. Um, that's how student loan debt was for me. Oh yeah. And and you know what? Um, so this is, this is one thing. So, um, JB is a uh, physician assistant, um, which is, you know, a great career. Um, that was actually something I was going to go into until I decided that. You know, I think I feel I feel like I was best fit for management than um, being a physician assistant. Not saying that I couldn't do it, because I feel like I definitely could have. But um, I just wanted to go into the the, the the corporate world and stay in, and especially within healthcare, and stay in the managerial roles. Um, so JB deals with a lot more student debt than than what I deal with just going for my master's. Um, so we want to go ahead and talk about that. I'm the right guest to have on this show. I have a ton of student loan debt. All right. So just giving you kind of the, the backstory, um, you know, graduated from high school, did well in school. Then I went to SUNY Albany for undergrad. I got my bachelor's in biology and I had some student loan debt from Albany, but, but not a lot. You know, I, I think I had like $15,000. All right. Okay. Uh, so nothing crazy. Uh, but I decided that I wanted to become a PA, so you have to get your master's, all right? Um, and I went to Mercy College in the Bronx and Dobbs Ferry are yeah. the two main campuses. And the vast majority of my student loan debt came from that. You know, it's a private college and, you know, you go to their website and they'll both so we have very low rates for private school, um, you know, not kind of overall, but in any event, uh, you know, like I said, it was kind of an imaginary number. It's not like I didn't know that it was there, but I just wasn't concerned. My focus was academics, you know, get my certification so that I could get into the workforce. Um, and then I did. Then, you know, my first job was at Montefiore where I ended up meeting Mike. Um, you know, I worked with orthopedic oncology over there and, uh, you know, did fantastic things uh, for people that really needed it. 
Uh, and I took a gamble with my student loan debt. When I went uh, to Montefiore, Montefiore is a not-for-profit company. So there's a, a special program out there through the government called, um, it's a student loan forgiveness. It's the public service student loan forgiveness program. You know, and certain professions can take advantage of it. You know, policemen, teacher, uh, just people working for not-for-profits, you know, in general healthcare like myself. And the way that this program works is if you make on-time payments for 10 years, anything that's left over after 10 years, the government forgives. You know, and this program that's, has been going on over great. 10 years. <laughs> yeah. It's been going on over 10 years. And, and so people have taken advantage of it. They've gotten the benefits from it. But the gamble that I took was, you know, I was paying the minimum to be applicable for that because the plan was to have as much left at the end to have the government pay off more. Um, and then I ended up leaving Montefiore to take another job after three and a half years. So I never uh, realized that 10 year goal and the fact that I was paying the minimum, uh, you know, kind of shot myself in the foot. I could have been paying more as time went on, uh, but I wasn't because I was taking that gamble on that, that student loan forgiveness. Um, yeah. so sometimes the best laid plans go awry in any event, you know, you know, I, I make a good salary, you know, I, I really enjoy what I do, but you know, it's, it's a tremendous burden. I know at one point my student loan payment was $1,400 a month, you know, um, wow. you know, and I have a, a ton of debt. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you the exact amount, but I'll, I'll tell you it's over a hundred K, um, you know, and I've been paying it for years. <laughs> You know, yes. so it's, it's a ton of debt, wow. um, you know, and, and kind of looking to the future now where I am in my career, um, you know, I'm actually going back to school. I'm a glutton mm -hmm. for punishment, I guess, a little bit. So I'm, I'm studying right now for the MCAT to apply to medical school. Uh, just this past Wednesday, I signed up and May 1st is D-Day for me. That's the day that I'm going to take my MCAT take to apply okay. for the next cycle for, for medical school, you know, Congrats. so... So I'm looking at a ton more debt, but, uh, you know, it's, it's what I need to do to, you know, reach my own success within my career and, uh, be able to help people at the end of the day. So let me, so let me ask you, do you think like, regardless, like, you know, you, you chose to continue school to get, to, to have a good career. Do you think, do you think some, some of that debt is warranted because of like, you want to do something, continue to do something good in your life. Do you feel like, why do I have to, why do I have to pay this much money to try to better myself? Oh, there, there's no doubt student loan debt is absolutely out of control, you know, and it's gaining national attention. I know that just recently they were talking with Biden about relieving 10 grand of student loan debt. That's still on the table. Some of the Democrats were floating 50K. Uh, and unfortunately, I just saw it today. I read that that got put down. You know, Biden said, "I, I don't have the yeah, authority they, they to do that." Do that. Yeah. But the, yeah, the, the I was just about to say that that got taken off. It got the kibosh. But the, the ten grand is still on yeah. the table, as far as I know. And I'll, I'll take what I can get. Um, so yeah. I'd say student loan is absolutely out of control. Um, and the biggest advice I could give to anyone is, you're going to have to take out loans unless you come from an exceptionally wealthy family. If you're going into yeah. to academics for a bachelor's, for a master's, for your doctorate, um, you have to have a plan. There are a lot of programs out there and I didn't put enough time into this. Um, you know, example would be, I was talking with kind of a, a family friend and uh, he worked for the local volunteer uh, firefighters. And if okay. you spend a couple of years working with them, they pay for your college. 
you know, or being in healthcare, I know a lot of nurses um, that their job will pay for some of their schooling, you know, yeah, and so true. they're making money working, um, going back to school and getting tuition reimbursement. Now it's tougher because you have time constraints with your job, but it's going to pay off in the end when you get on the other side of it. So I, I wish that I had taken more advantage of that and um, just been a little bit more, you know, when I was in college, it's not like I was, was living fancy life. You know, I was living on ramen like everybody else. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I had paid more attention to it. And I think that what happened to me is particularly when I was applying to PA school for, for graduate school, um, you know, it's kind of a one-year cycle, just like applying to med school. And I was trying to get into Stony Brook University. It's a SUNY school, has, you know, very good ratings and is also quite affordable, but yeah. I didn't have their minimum requirements when I applied for the cycle that was ongoing and I got accepted to Mercy, which is a lot higher tuition. And I wasn't mm -hmm. going to chance, maybe next year I'll get into Stony Brook. I said, I have a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. I already got this acceptance. I'll take it. Um, so I did know that it was a, a heavy financial burden, but uh, I didn't want to wait. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I definitely agree with you. Um, I, I mean, I look at it like I feel like sometimes it's unfair uh, when it comes to this, the system of how, you know, how just not just just, you know, um, master programs or, 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 you know, going to grad school or going to, um, going to get your, the, you know, going to med school or going to law school. Um, those, I can understand that, you know, you pay extra, but I kind of feel like, wait a minute, what about the, I feel like the four year, four years and, and even like your, your, your one or two years that you do for your master's should be, should be free. I don't feel like you should be paying for that because it's like, we don't pay for, I mean, unless you go into like the Catholic or yes, or significantly less. Like it's ridiculous that, you know, for what people are paying for, I understand you go into one of those big Ivy league schools and you got to pay something, but it should be less than what you're paying for. So, so I agree, and, and this was part of what I was reading with Biden say, oh, you know, we, we can't do the 50K relief. Um, another thing they were floating out there is like community colleges should be free. And I agree with that. Um, you know, there's a lot of two-year schools and another way to, to cut costs. I know quite a few people who went to community college for a year or two, you know, kind of, um, you know, cut their teeth and, and prove that they could academically handle it and then transfer it out. You know, if you yeah. get A's at your community college for a year, for two years, you can transfer to just about anywhere, you know? Um, so that's a, certainly a, a way that you could cut down cost. And, and the people that I know did fantastic doing that, um, you know, for other reasons, I, I think it has benefits. You know, if you're more comfortable in your own community, you know, that would be an easier way to transition into the college life before, you know, you move cross country or wherever it's going to be that you end up going. So like for me, I went to a two-year college and um, that because honestly, I was really did not take the SATs. <laughs> like I was one of those people who was lazy enough not to take the SATs. And I was like, you know what? And then right when I finished, um, high school, I didn't go straight into college. I it actually took me, I took the semester off and then I was like, okay, let me go with this. So I went to a two year school, um, did well in two year school, went to a four year school, 
um, graduate, and then I was like, you know what, I want to, I want to do more because not, not even with your bachelor's, you could do anything. You know, um, yeah, me and Shay, we spoke about this before. Like now, having a bachelor's is like having a high school diploma these days. Yeah. 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 Because if unless you have a bachelor's in something like that, you know that that you can do something with it. Like, but a lot of times it's like you have to continue, you have to go back and get your master's. And it's very discouraging because it's like you said, like when you go for your bachelor's, you're already accumulating all this money in student debt and it makes someone, it discourages someone to continue because it's like you start thinking about how am I going to financially survive and meet my bills, my everyday bills and keep up with the student loan debt that I have. It's very Mm. overwhelming. And this is the government you're talking about. So you're not, you're not playing games with that. No, and no. this is a fairly recent thing too. I mean, and when I say fairly, I mean over a decade's time. You know, if we were were back in the the seventies and stuff, you know, college wasn't such a ridiculous markup. You know, it became really a, a for profit industry. Um, you know, and it's, and it's unfortunate. And you know, p- particularly kind of millennials. You know, we're on the top end of millennials here. But you know, I was saying before, I, I had a, a student loan fourteen hundred dollars a month. You know, that that's a mortgage. You know, and, yeah. and so a lot of people equate, you know, why aren't millennials buying houses and, and getting real estate as much as prior generations? And one of the theories is that, listen, they're paying a mortgage. It's their student loan, you know, yeah. bill that comes every month. You know, you can't. It's, you miss that. You miss that. They they call you every single day. You, you cannot get out of student loan debt. All right. If no you die, what. they send the bill to your mom. All right. Like pretty, you yeah. cannot get out of that. All right. <laughs> right. Like, um, Diana friend who I wish we could have got on here. She, she, um, j- she just basically had a, a zoom party, um, going, um, cause she was happy that she paid off all her student debt. Wow. Congrats. Like, and, but it, it took her a long time. Like she's paying, she's paying like so much money. Like sometimes you're going to find yourself paying six, some, like JB said, paying, he was paying 1400, like. That's crazy, and then you're still paying for your rent at your home. Right. So it's it's ridiculous of what they what they do now. I, I kind of feel like it's criminal. This shit is criminal. Like, mm-hmm. how are you gonna do this to people? So it's, I, I mean, for me, like I said, I only have sixty, so that's manageable for you know what I'm gonna be doing. So I'm able, but then like. She said, it's also, it's scary to want to do more. Mm-hmm. You want to do more with your life. Like some people, some people was like, there's people at my job, like they came from well-off homes and they was like, you could do anything. You put your mind to it, but yeah, but my pockets, my pockets is not talking, you know, right. like it's completely different because for for student, no matter what your, your, your credit score is, they're going to give you that student loan that like yep. you're going to get it no matter what. And, yeah. you know, I know people, I was like, I tell people, um, there's one person she used to take out, I like schools only mm, $1,300, $1,400, depending on how many classes you take in. And um, she would take out $2,000. do not take out $2,000. I like, just take out exactly what you need. Do not take yeah. out any more than what you need because that's the problem. I mean, unless you're not working and you just like, I'm going to focus just on school and you just need to have money to that, that, because that's also what the student loan is for too, Mm -hmm. is to help you live 
um, when you're when, while you're in school, so you can concentrate in school. But a lot um, of people don't know that though, and that's the yeah. that's the big misconception because you you see you know what your your classes are that semester or your tuition for that year, and then you're gonna you're getting this check at the end, and you're like, oh yeah, you're thinking it's free money when it's really not free money. You're and you're gonna end up paying that back. It's true. St stick with what whatever they're telling you. This is what your classes are for this year, this semester. Just stay with that because at the end of the day, you're just going to keep tallying that up and it's just going to yep. be hard for you to pay that back. And and people um, people will continue. And that's the thing. I think that we have to hopefully a lot of young people listen to this and they, they know that starting out when you get your those those little financial aid checks um, that you get from TAP save them mm -hmm. save them because if you want to continue school you could use that money because that's money that the government is giving you that you could save that money and use that towards your to further your education to keep yourself from being into debt that that's sound i would say you know for anyone watching this i'd say that basically if you take one thing away from this i'd say that's probably the best thing to take away like take out exactly what you need and that's it you know, it's like, like Shay was saying, it is not free money. Like Mike was saying, they will give the loan to anyone because they know mm -hmm. they're going to get back plus the interest, you know, yeah. they're not helping you out. They're helping themselves. Yes, All right. Exactly. You know, the other point I would bring up is, you know, talking about tuition, there's so much variation from school to school, private to public, state to state. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm from New York. And so going to SUNY Albany for undergrad, I'm a big fan of the SUNY system. You know, I, I was very happy there. I know other people that went to Binghamton had a great time. Um, you know, and it's, it's, you're getting the same education for a much lower price tag than say Syracuse or, or some of the other higher yeah, price schools out there. Higher price schools. Yep. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think everybody look at, they look at SUNY schools, they look at CUNY schools and it was like, okay. Um, they, people tend to forget that you could go to Harvard, you could go to Syracuse, you could go to Brown University. You're paying a lot of money, especially if you if you're in New York State. Um, you're from New York State. They're not going to be giving you that much money, so you still will have to take out a student loan. Um, and you could come back to New York, and you will still get that same your 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 um salary will still start off the same as that person who went to a four year college in CUNY. And they get and pay the same, but the only difference is they not they probably not paying loans, and you are paying loans. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Like, listen, the the end of the day, you're trying to get a diploma, and the other the other thing, actually, to be on a, a little bit of a tangent here, like when you're going into college, I had no idea what I wanted to do on the other end. I kind of figured it throughout the uh, four years I was there, and it, it's fine to go in not knowing exactly what you want to do, but yeah. when you come out the other end. You got to have some idea of the job market, you know, uh, case in point, I had a friend, uh, you know, he got a degree. We used to study all the time, but I'm doing my thing in the library. He's doing his thing in the library. And, you know, we're on graduation day. And I, I said, oh, you know, uh, Donnie, what's the next move? You know, what job are you trying to get with this? Where are you trying to go? And he told me, I have no idea. All right. Oh, wow. So this guy racked up all this debt. And he didn't have a plan at the other end of it, you know, wow. and, and he's not alone. I know plenty of people that, you know, mom and dad said, I got to go to college. And just kind of the, the prevailing thing for, for people is, you know, like we were saying before, everybody's kind of got a degree. It's kind of watered down at this point, you know, like people just feel like I have to go get the degree. Um, but if you 
by the end of those four years, if you don't have some sort of plan at the other end of it, you better figure it out. And, and you know, this is the issue. I, when people say, oh, I got my, my bachelor's in sociology, what are you doing with your, what, what are you doing with a sociology degree? Yo, that was his Tell degree. That was Donnie's <laughs> degree, sociology. That was his, so, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> what are you, I just like, but why did you choose that? Like, you could have went, I understand biology is really difficult, um, but you could have been a biologist. You could have got into that. You could have worked in a lab, something. Um, people who go into, like, a lot of people is now going into healthcare management mm-hmm. or they go into business management degrees. Right. Um, that's something that you could you, you could use. Some people go into English and they don't end up being a teacher. Like, no, nah, I don't want to be a teacher. So why did you get an English degree? You did yeah. four years of school for English and you're not even an English teacher. Yeah. And I, I think so, there's a balance, you know, going into school, uh, like I said, I, I had no clue what I want to do. And so how do you figure out what you want to do? You try to follow your passion. Mm-hmm. I always like science of the sciences. Biology was my favorite. So that led me down the path of biology. But once you kind of have a, a subject matter that you decide you're going to study, then you have to yeah. say, what's on the other end of this? Can I apply this in the real world? So, so then you also look at this. This is another thing. Um, like for me, like I said, I went to a two year school. I started with liberal arts. That was my major. That's what I graduated, liberal arts and science. Mm-hmm. I got a little bit of everything. And then I kind of decided like, okay, this is what I want to bridge into. Then See, when I went to a four problem. years school. At least that's fine because I, I would say maybe like your first two years, you're still confused. You don't know what you want to do. But for sure. You, mm-hmm. Go for a whole bachelor's and then sit at a desk next to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because there's a lot of people that you know I work with, and and they uh, you hear them, they're like, "Oh, I have a bachelor's in this," but they're literally doing the same exact thing that I'm. Doing. I'm just like, that's so crazy. Like, I don't understand. One of my coworkers, and I love her to death. She she got her master's in healthcare management, and I kind of feel like she wasted her time getting that because I'm like. In this position that you're in, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing way more because you got a master's in this. I know you're paying student loans for that. You need to be doing more. You should be making way more money because it all comes down to the, the, the amount of dollars. Like people look at it as like, okay, well, I have my bachelor's degree. This is where I should be getting paid. But if you're a first time starter, like I, I don't, as an accountant, those accountants, like my friend, I have a plenty of friends who went to school and they got their degree, they four year degrees in accounting. Good, they're accountants, but then a lot of people, but you could bridge out and do so much more different things in accounting by taking those extra tests that they required you to take, and then you could go into so many things. Um, and now he he used to work for Ernest and Young. Um, matter of fact, you heard him on a podcast, Carlos, and he does so many other things that he furthered his career in the accountant world so and he also has his own um cpa business that he does um he does um taxes for people he does Mm -hmm. business taxes he does personal taxes so he knew what he wanted to do and he was able to to build from that a lot of people don't have that and i think that's the problem with um the millennials these days they go into school they don't know they get the degrees and things that they shouldn't get a degree in and then they stuck and uh 
like what mid-level job and you know we all have aspirations that we want to get paid up um six figures and more and do more for our family you know you can't really do anything if you're stuck in the mid-level tier you know yeah so um i, I that's what i think but it, but this whole thing was the, the this whole things about the loans just they need to find a different way because like you said jb they they are they they the people who give me the loans they are they are the ones who robbing you know yeah some people are able to get loan forgiveness but you know how how rare that is you know yeah everybody you can apply for loan forgiveness every year and it's going to probably you probably 90 percent of the time you're going to get denied yeah yeah we were talking about you know mortgage versus um student loan debt you know, if you go and take out a mortgage for a house, you're paying less interest on that than you are your student loans. You know, it's a very high rate. You know, I, like I said, it's, it's gaining some attention, but it, it's still definitely a problem. And, and um, people don't understand, you still, you still, even when they say you don't have to pay for your, you don't have to pay no interest or anything while you're in school, it's still com uh, um, communicated, I mean, accumulated. So you are still going to end up paying. So let's just say that sits that, that three or four months that you went to school that semester, that loan probably end up becoming, you probably going to end up owing 300 that semester or maybe in, in, even more, but then it continues no matter what. So that's and one thing I was doing. I was paying, I was paying, um, the, in, I was paying at least the interest, um, during school. Yeah. You know, whenever you can, you, you got to pay off the interest. And there, there's also another thing, you know, not to get too deep into it, but they can, there's, they can capitalize on the interest. So there's a certain time, if you pay it off, um, it's a lot better off and, and in your best interest as far as the interest paying it off. So it doesn't continue mm -hmm. to accrue on it. Um, but one of the other things, kind of a, a little bit of a, a tangent here, but um, one of the things I think, Mike, me and you were talking about this when you originally kind of pitched what this, um, you know, this interview was going to be about here was, I feel like the American education system can definitely do a better job of introducing people to the workforce and kind of showing them what's out there. You know, I know yeah. when I went to college, there was only one thing that I had experience with and I knew I didn't want to do it. Um, you know, and that's because my, my father growing up, he was kind of a jack of all trades, construction truck driver, went back to school, became a teacher. Um, and so the only thing I knew um, as far as a, a job was teaching and it just, it just didn't appeal to me. You know, he loves it. He did special ed. That was his calling, you know, took a pay cut to go back to school, um, ultimately ended up advancing his career, made it into administration. But, but uh, you know, all I knew was I don't want to go into teaching and I had no clue otherwise, you know, there's no shame in kind of switching what you're doing. A lot of people will change up their career, but obviously it's, it's easier if you along the way can figure out what you want to do on the end of your four years of college and then getting back to, you know, trade schools, I think are, very underutilized you know that, i think yeah, that i agree with you american high schools in like your senior year or something like that they should have some sort of intro to employment you know real life skills where you know maybe you go and shadow someone in healthcare, maybe you go and shadow a electrician or you know you go and see what this career or that career is about um i have quite a few friends that went into skilled labor um you know electrician working for unions in the city you know various different unions and um particularly uh the one friend i'm thinking of who's an electrician you know, he started his business right out of school you know he has the certifications and he's his own boss yeah. and he does very well for himself 
But the only caveat to that is if you're going to do that, you have to have the um, self-motivation and the business smarts to run your own business. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I agree with you on that one because no, it, trade schools are it, it's definitely something else. I, I, I think we, re, we really should do something on that because sometimes yeah. school is not for everybody. School that is, is not for everybody. And you could go pick up. I, I don't care what you do. If you go pick up a trade and you do something, at least you're doing something with your life, you know, become like, yo, there's aviation schools that you could go mm -hmm. learn. You could, you could go learn how to build the plane or, or like, um, not how they built the plane, like do certain things that, that deals with aviation. Like engineering. Um, my, like, yeah. Right. Um, well, most engineering, you have to go to a four year school. Well, you, you um, could go to school through the military. You could get into it. Go. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, it's, it's definitely, uh, so much it could do, but people just gotta be aware. Like the, the main thing about this podcast is be aware of the student debt because it's real. Um, it it it, it will it will haunt you. There's some people, and, and, and luckily, JP, you were fortunate to be in a job that you could be able to pay pay for your student loan. But there's not yeah, a lot of people. If they if you didn't have it, you'll be using up all your savings, and like after your savings is gone, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm more fortunate than most. You know, I, I make a healthy salary. It balances out the healthy student loan debt. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but a lot of people aren't that that lucky. You know, look at my, mm -hmm. my friend with a sociology degree. You know, he he still kind of just bounced around, didn't find a, a great landing place. And, you know, he he had kind of the same debt coming out of school that I did, at least for, for undergrad. Yeah. Uh you feel you feel bad for there because sometimes the, the 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 job market is not set up for people like that. You know, it's just yeah. you're not over this. Just you also people gotta remember this is um, there is a demand um, when people there's like four there's like ten people going for the same one job. You know, you gotta stand out in front of the rest to get that job because those ten people are still probably in the same student debt that you're dealing with and they're going to do everything to get that job that, that could help pay for that right you know yeah. so um yeah so, so i mean anything else y'all want to add to it before we, we close it off i had a, a good I saying i was talking you can give Any I, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I would say I, I was talking with my my friend, uh, you know, he's a carpenter union. His father was a carpenter union. I was talking with his dad and his dad had some advice, um, which he said, he goes, listen, you know, I don't worry about a job because I have a skill set. I'm a master carpenter. You know, if I lose my job, I can find another one. I could start my own thing. You know, they can't take away a skill from you, you know. That's true. Um, so I think that's, that's vastly underexplored by a lot of people, um, you know, and like you said, School is not the path for everyone. You know, some people are just better off, you know, working with their hands and, and that's a skill set in itself. Um, you know, kind of summarizing what we were talking about, I'd say only take out the debt that you absolutely need. Whenever mm -hmm. possible, you gotta be looking to the future. You know, it's it's okay to switch up and change things. It's okay to not know exactly where you wanna land right when you get to college, because most people don't, or they change along the way. But when you're you're two to three years in, once you declare a major, you gotta start thinking, why did I pick this major? What's on the other end of it? 
how am I going to use this with real life application? Um, and then try to find debt relief, any type that you can along the way. You know, um, there, there is the, the military option. Um, yeah. You know, I've considered it at times. I had friends that, that went that route. Um, and, you know, it, it is a huge commitment, but the friends that I had uh, do enjoy their time in the military. And, you know, some did their time and left and went to the private sector. And some are still in that the, the military mode and they love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that is also another mode to do, but that's how you know that's how the government wants to get more people in the um in the military. It's like we'll pay for your schooling. Yeah, that's that's good enough. No, but you gotta you gotta put in, you gotta put your time in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, it's not. And, and it's not for free. Either way you go, it's not for yeah. free. Exactly. You yeah. know, they'll give the loan to anybody, but they're getting it back plus the, some. And yeah. then the military they're doing something that's it's taking something even more valuable because no, no more than any dollar amount time is the most valuable thing you can't get it back all right you can make more money you can't get time so uh you know you got to weigh uh that commitment yeah no I, I agree with you i agree with you well um listen jb thank you for coming on man and and and, and thanks sharing for having the story and and us like you know um, getting into, you know, this, this, this whole thing. Um, um, we definitely going to end up having you back, hopefully more on a more playful one. Yeah. Yeah. To talk about. Listen, you could do an update student loan debt in another year. I'll, I'll be even more racked up in debt. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it doesn't deter me from doing what I have to do, but I recognize, you know, I, I got to pay it back. Yeah, yeah not uh, that true, but you know what, listen, um, I'm really proud of you. I'm really happy for you. And there's no doubt that you're going to get into med school. You're going to kill that, that, that MCAT test and you will be doing bigger things. And, um, I'll be coming to you about my knee in the future, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm clawing away at it. You know, I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, like I said, May 1st is D day. So I think by that time I should be in a, a decent position. Nice. All right, man. Listen, I'm, I'm really, like I said, I'm really happy for you and you know, keep pushing, keep doing what you got to do. And, and I hope people who listen to this really keep heed to our words, the ones who are dealing with students that look into the programs, um, look into whatever things that can help you and, and continue following what um, Biden's trying to do to help. Because 10, 10K off is a big difference. <laughs> you know, it definitely is a big difference in, 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 in some sorts. Um, but... Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Mike's Perspective. I'm your boy Mike. And I'm Shay. And we checked in the last one.